Your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. presentation with Mike and Ethan or Alf will not be seen tonight. Let's take a trip back to the 1980s or even the 70s and this and the wonderful, magical, totally forgotten ritual of Saturday morning of how you got up early on Saturday instead of sleeping through the whole day like normal. <laughs> no, you go out, you got up, you watched Terrible cartoons with a big bowl of sugar cereal right in front of you. But in between those cartoons, there were little public service announcements to trick your parents into thinking this might be educational. Already, like, half our audience is, like, completely baffled by this scenario. No, I'm not making this up. This is what happened. This is this was the pre-internet day before there was such a thing as an all cartoon network. You know, cartoons were hard to come by and you didn't you rarely got you rarely got new ones. I mean, half of this Saturday morning that we're waxing so uh, nostalgic about, it was just reruns. It was just Bugs Bunny and Tweety. Yep. The specifically, yeah, the Bugs Bunny and Tweety show, I think they called it. Yes. And it had its they had its own weird little uh, title card, so they didn't have to credit anyone. Yeah, man. Um, Saturday morning, like most of the cartoons were not very good. Uh, but like you said, it's the only time to get cartoons, and it was certainly much better than what you get on the Sunday morning. Those were oh. where the real dregs went. What what did what did you ever see on Sunday morning? The only thing I ever saw an ad for Sunday morning cartoons was Paddington. Paddington, like the bear? Yes. Huh. Is there um, another Paddington? No, not well, no, no. I guess there's Paddington Station. I was like, maybe they they maybe there's a whole cartoon show about a train station. I don't know. The British do stuff like that. Um no, the uh the only thing I remember being on Sunday morning was Yogi's Treasure Hunt. Yogi's uh, Treasure Hunt. Yeah. And then some churchy cartoons would be on or something. But I think mostly they just went straight to actual like church stuff. Like they didn't really show a lot of cartoons. It would just be like, "Hey, here's a here's a preacher in a mega church, so you don't have to go to a real church because that's America." If um, you're staying homesick from church, church will come to you. It's like, oh joy, <laughs> that's that's great. It's exactly what I want. Um, so yeah, so uh, Saturday morning was was the best that you could get. Um, you know, it's it's weekday usually not that great, couple, but, but still. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple like highlights on Saturday morning. You could, there were a few, you know, the Muppet Babies was on, mm -hmm. uh, the real Ghostbusters. So there were a few highlights, but Garfield mostly, and Friends. Yeah. Oh yeah, Garfield and Friends. Yeah, you know, mostly garbage, but there were always a few good ones. Uh, but yeah, uh, like like you said, there were also these. Uh, there were also commercials to sell you consumer products and PSAs to make you think that you were learning. And most of those were about how not to do drugs, like. 
you know, they were like about how it was extremely cool not to do drugs. Um, yeah. And those, those were so effective that it's almost like the drug uh, industry, as in the illegal narcotics industry, lost a lawsuit and was forced to pay for anti-drug commercials uh, then, and chose a marketing agency that would make them as ineffective as possible, <laughs> which is what happened in real life to the tobacco industry. But... Uh, course, yeah, anti-drug commercials, not very good. You know, they, they were mostly telling you like drugs are really scary. Uh, and it's like, oh, and, and it's like, boy, as, as a, you know, as a, uh, eight year old suburban white kid, it's like, I know if I'm ever, if I'm ever offered a, um, you know, uh, crack cocaine, I'm definitely going to say no. Cause that's going to happen. I'm totally going to be offered it. And then they're going to like be like, no, no, you should totally. And they're going to be very, very pushy about it as well. It's not like, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, not really... so, it's never predict, presented as something that you would do of your own accord. It's always something that bullies goad you into doing. Yes. And then as soon as you do, no matter what drug it is, you always have like an immediate like uh, hallucinatory trip. You know, like you start and, and jump out a window. Like, I think that happened, like, three times on Gem of the Holograms. <laughs> oh, uh, the, the, yeah, the holograms in question were the windows. No, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, but apart, apart from, uh, from anti-drug commercials or anti-drug PSAs, there were also PSAs that taught you how to be healthy. And, yeah. um, you know, like, what were the, these called? These were the... Uh, the uh, ABC Bod Squad, I think, is the most, uh, the best known one. That was the one, that was where you got things like Nutty Gritty and uh, the uh, Don't Be a Yuck Mouth. And, right, right. Uh, oh, and uh, the Munchies. And... Yes. Very fo very formative uh, commercial for me. When I was a kid. <laughs> uh, same. But also, but there was... One particular star of these, uh, on certain episodes, you would see a bulbous yellow creature pop up and announce, Pang the timer, whatever that means. And then he'd show you how to, say, make those orange juice ice cubes with the toothpicks for a stick or make a, yeah. make a wagon wheel out of cheese and crackers. Yeah, I remember that. And, and, you know, as a kid, I thought that orange juice in the uh, ice cube thing, I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> I was like, this guy, this guy's a genius. <laughs> this cartoon I... lemon's a regular Albert Einstein. <laughs> I've seen that in multiple places. I remember seeing a recipe for it in like a, a Disney textbook kind of thing, like a guide to fun and learning. And and they, they even uh, showed you how to do it on Dexter's Laboratory as well. Oh, that sounds familiar. I mean, I, I feel like it's a, it's a good idea because it's the sort of thing parents will like because orange juice is good for you. I mean, in, in theory, I guess. It's mostly sugar, so... Yeah, orange juice has more sugar than a Twinkie. But, yeah. But, but it has know, parents, vitamins, which the Twinkie does yeah. not. Yeah, parents think it's good for you, so they like it. And kids will like it because it's like a Popsicle, which is fun to eat. Um, uh, you know, so I, I can see the appeal. Plus, it's just a... It's just a I don't know. I mean, the idea that you can make a popsicle at home is when you're a kid. That's that's pretty exciting. That's, you know, that's magic. Like, yeah, exactly. So so I, I really like the idea. The wagon wheel thing. I was like, well, yeah, duh. Anyone can do that. It's just <laughs> cheese on crackers. I mean, I eat that all the time. I would give it a name. That's, but, yeah, uh, that's like uh, I'm going to show you the recipe for banana yogurt grams. Uh, does it involve bananas, yogurt, and graham crackers? Yes, very good. 
It's like, oh, thanks. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I saw that. And I was like, I guess this guy's not as smart as I thought he was. <laughs> uh, but Timer, yeah, uh, Timer was this. Uh, I always thought he was a lemon when I was a kid. <laughs> he should, yeah, he looks like some sort of lemon or or some sort of fruit or something, and. He has he was around for literal decades. I was seeing time for timer stuff into the nineties. And you always wondered like why was wh who is this character? Why are we seeing him as if it's like, hey, it's our old friend Timer. Remember him from the three things that we show over and over again? Well, yeah. today we have the answer for you. Today we are going to reveal Timer's origin story. <laughs> His villain origin story. <laughs> Do you want to know how I got this top hat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Timer wears a top hat. <laughs> like, uh, he wears a top hat, but it's sort of like a, it looks more like a traffic cone than anything else. Yeah. It's like, he's got, a, he's got this hat. It's like a stovepipe hat more yeah. than a top hat. He's got like a big bow tie and a cane. I, I think he's supposed to have this kind of vaudeville feel to him. Yeah. Cause... He keeps uh, announcing that, you know, he likes to sing and dance and tell a joke or two. Yeah, he's like um, the way his his uh, mannerisms remind me a lot of Michigan J. Frog. So yeah, um, I I think that's kind of the vibe they're going yeah, for. Yeah, he's one of the boys of chorus. Yes, exactly. If we know you. He, he knows you're rooting for us, but now he's gotta <laughs> go. Um, In his so, case, it'd be I know you're rooting for pus. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's appropriate considering what it turns out timer actually is. Yes. No, he's not pus. No. Okay. Are you ready for what timer is? I will give you five seconds to think about what this creature who recommends nutritious snacks to you could be. Five, four, three, two, one. Time's up. What timer is, is an anthropomorphic circadian clock. He is... <laughs> According to him, he is the keeper of body time who indicates in the body whether it's time to sleep or eat or work or play, which I don't think are functions of the body. But I guess he determines um, when you get bored, too. So. Yes. So um, I, I got to say that makes his name make a lot more sense. Yes. You know, time didn't really make sense for a lemon um, at the same time. <laughs> Uh, you got to hand it to whoever made this. That if that's, they're like, look, we need to teach kids about uh, the body and health. What what is going to teach them? And I would think, it, like, if it was me, if you task, tasked me with that, I'd be like, I don't know, an anthropomorphic, like, heart valve or yeah. a blood cell. But no, they're like a circadian rhythm. All right. <laughs> that definitely going a little abstract there. But you know what? Um, I can't say he doesn't look like a circadian rhythm. <laughs> that, that's for sure. I mean... I don't know what you imagined them to look like, but now that I know that that's what he looks like, that's what I always imagined it to look like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he originally appears apparently in this, in this 19, uh, what, 73 special? 1973, same year as the Phantom Tollbooth. Oh, um, yeah. And there is the, the animation styles. Uh, there's a look, they, they both look very 70s. Yeah, they have that know. super puffy Peter Max kind of... Uh, kind of almost yellow submarine-ish look yeah yeah um the thing where you're just you're it just looks very it's very surprising to find out the hubblies aren't involved in this <laughs> yeah everything looks like color forms yeah uh but um it's 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 weirded me out seeing that this was the timers originally from 1973 
and um, was appearing in those ads in the late 80s and, like you said, into the 90s. Um, did he do anything between this special and those ads? Because I, I feel like those ads weren't airing continuously after the special. The fact, actually, there is one other, but it's not available online anywhere I can find. There's a second timer special, which is called some something or other inside Red's head, and jeez, oh, yes, and it's not about the body this time. It's about the mind, and it's a little different in that it starts it starts out animated to begin with. This one has live action and animation combined but inside red's head is about visiting finding out what's going on inside the mind of a teenage little red riding hood oh man who can who can say in a teenager's mind uh, i'm i'm guessing the hot boy in her life is represented as a wolf that seems pretty obvious <laughs> oh okay well i see where this is going so it's one of those specials yes you know what's happening to me it's, Man. you know, it's there. They have to talk about puberty without talking about the pubes. Oh, well, OK. I'm very disappointed that we didn't get to see that one because <laughs> I, I feel well, I feel like there may be a reason it's not available online. But <laughs> still, <laughs> um, so instead we get this one where timer is, is it's called. Oh, my God. Was it? This is a mouthful. <laughs> It's called The Incredible, Indelible, Magical, Physical Mystery Trip. It's 1973, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's I 1973, mean, and nobody knows how to name anything anymore. <laughs> Everything just is the vegetable lasagna experience, man. <laughs> <laughs> Everything just, uh, woo, okay. All right. Um, so it so, is... The Incredible Edible Egg. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? I was kind of disappointed that nothing in that, that name mentions edible because I feel like th that's kind of a big part of this. Yeah, it rhymes eating. with incredible. So it should be incredible, edible, inedible, magical, physical mystery trip. Yeah. But uh, that title really tells you nothing about what you're going to see. Because it really sounds like okay, we're gonna it's a it's gonna be a special on Timothy Leary or something. But <laughs> no, uh, it is uh, basically uh, what do you call it? It's like inner space or yeah, it's Osmosis Jones in 1973. Oh yeah, it really is. I mean, even down to the um, the the conceit that the body is because in Osmosis Jones they're in in the city of Frank. Yeah, and in this one it's the country of Carl. But yes. Um, uh, so it's about like two timer is the circadian rhythm for uncle Carl. And uh, he's going to take two small children, uncle Carl's niece and nephew on a magical journey into uncle Carl. Uncle uh, Carl looks like he's may maybe in his fifties or so. These kids are pretty young. He must, yeah. There must be some major, uh, you know, space between him and his own siblings for these kids to have a 50 something Uncle Carl. Yeah, I actually was curious because I, I was uh, um, Uncle Carl is actually played by a uh, veteran character actor, Hal Smith. Yes. Who, uh, yeah. Um, most people you know, know most... him as Otis the Drunk, I believe. That's right. Otis on um, uh, the Andy Griffith show. Uh, younger viewers may know him as the voice of Owl from uh, Winnie, Disney's Winnie the Pooh and The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. 
Um, and he was, yeah, uh, uh, basically about in his in his fifties at this point. Uh, looking at him, and also um, his and fans of special presentation or Alf will not be seen tonight will know him as the voice of McGillicuddy from Pontiful Puck. Oh, really? Yes. He was actually huh. in a number of things that we've uh, dealt with. He was in Garfield, His Nine Lives. Oh, who did he play in Garfield, His Nine Lives? Uh, he was uh, Freddy. He was the the uh, composer. Oh, interesting. I it was a very small realize. role, but yeah, it was, well, that was him again. And he was in the Hoover Bloob Highway as the narrator. Oh, wow. Um, and Halloween, also... Mm-hmm. Oh, Halloween is Grinch Night. Oh, yeah. And also, apparently, uh, Shinbone Alley, too. Oh, yeah. As uh, the rat who appears in like one one, one scene. scene, yes, Freddy yeah. the rat and Prissy Cat. I have no idea who Prissy Cat is. Yeah, I don't remember that either. But he's definitely he he had a long and storied career. He was a working actor, and um, you know, and in this one, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't they don't call on him to do a whole lot in this. But you know, oh, huh. I also didn't realize he apparently was the voice of Flintheart Glomgold. On DuckTales? Wow. Yeah, yeah, huh. on DuckTales. Jeez, that's uh, surprising. Oh. oh, wow, he was the second narrator, the old buffalo hunter in Buffalo Rider. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, wow, he was, he was, and he was working up right until the end. He also was in uh, such beloved cartoons of the 90s as Bonkers, The Little Mermaid, Yo-Yogi. And Darkwing Duck, as well as Midnight Patrol: Adventures in the Dream Zone. I have no clue what that is, but that sounds Midnight pretty Patrol, badass. Midnight Patrol: Adventures in the Dream Zone. That sounds like that sounds like a really bad attempt to make a Little Nemo cartoon. Um, actually, you know what? It oh, uh, looking at it, this actually sounds way less interesting than I thought. It apparently it is uh, about four children and a dog. And they go to sleep at night. They turn up in the Dream Zone, whereas Midnight Patrol they appointed by the dream, Grand Dozer. To protect from nightmares and other threats. I think I actually saw this show when I was a kid. It's British. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not nearly as good as the title Midnight Patrol would make it sound. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Here's another one of those great, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse spitting quotes. Six-year-olds just aren't content to be fobbed off with Mr. Wizard go poof and Masty Man go away. Stories these days have to be believable, contain some logical process. <laughs> what was this in reference to? This is the creators of the show Midnight Patrol Adventures in the Dream Zone <laughs> talking about how how disappointed they are with modern children's television. Oh yeah, and Midnight Patrol Adventures in the Dream Zone is going to revolutionize. Remember <laughs> uh, no, no shitty cartoons now. We've got oh my god, talking about putting on airs. I uh, that shows it was just a it was a, just another it was another just dumb 90s cartoon. You know, it wasn't there was nothing special about it. It was this kids year. million watched the series in Britain, making it the second most popular children's show on British television after Neighbors. What? Neighbors is a children's show? No, no, it's a soap opera. That's what I was going to say. I thought that, uh, I mean, I I didn't think kids were watching it, but okay. Oh, 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 wow. A comic strip based on the show featured in The Dandy. Well, Midnight you know Patrol is in our our wheelhouse. Oh, you know what? Maybe then next time we're going to look at uh, uh, the Nightmare. Sorry, Midnight Patrol Adventures in the Dream Zone, and uh, see if it holds up any better than when I first saw it in 1990. <laughs>
Well, just keeping in mind that when I was 10 years old, I thought this was garbage. So I doubt, <laughs> like, I doubt I'll have a higher opinion of it now. Yes, but, this is, yeah, you who love, loved and still love uh, dinosaurs think this show is garbage. So this is yes. going to be fun. That's right. With dinosaurs, shut up, dinosaurs was good. <laughs> uh, but no, so anyway, we were speaking, however, of Time for Timer. Uh, Hal Smith is in this, but... Um, uh, but that's why we taught, started derailing into him. But, yeah, Hal Smith uh, is in this, but more specifically, this is in Hal Smith. Oh, that's true. That is true. Uh, so Hal, so the, the premise is that Timer, he, he comes out of Hal Smith, and he shrinks these two children. Yes, they, he, I don't know why he shrinks these two children. He just offers to do it, and then they're, and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, and then he's like, "Now you're tiny," and now, oh no! And then, then Uncle Carl wakes up because he was asleep and just eats them, like because they're on the they're on the rim of a coffee cup, and he I guess he drinks and you know he swallows yeah. them. But and, the coffee uh, cup seems to be empty, so it's more like he just says, "Like, oh, there's a crumb I didn't eat." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, for our Vore fans, it's not as sexy you would think. I mean, no, maybe it no. is. I don't know. It's, I mean, right up there, it's right up there with uh, Ren getting chewed up in the, in the episode where he dresses a mouse. Yeah. Like, you know, it, I, I, I don't know what makes for a good Vor scene. I, I think, you know, Hal Smith, no, no shade on him. He's just, he's not my type. Um, he doesn't do much for me. And there's not nearly enough, like, maw shots and saliva to really sell <laughs> this whole thing. It's just, you know. Plus, it is weird, though, that, like, he apparently swallows them, but then they're in his mouth. Because they do a whole sequence when they're just in his mouth now that teaches the cavities are bad. Well, boy, I'm glad they uh, explained that. Yeah. Except. Uh, okay. So first of all, uh, timer is really annoying. <laughs> really timer is timer. obnoxious. He is so much better. This is not his, this is not the voice for timer that you will know from the, uh, from the short subjects. No, After this one, he was replaced by, I believe Lenny Weinrib who is best known for creating the role, but not playing uh, Scrappy-Doo. Oh, interesting. Huh. Okay. Um, well, um, good for him. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, good. I'm glad he got work. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, Scrappy-Doo serves a function. So, um, no, time for a timer in this one. He's doing that thing. It's kind of like, the genie and in, in Disney's Aladdin, where it's just an endless stream of celebrity impressions. Except... Yeah, it, barely. Sometimes it's not even. He's just. Sometimes he's just doing an accent. Yeah, it's it's. But you know, Robin Williams can do that because everyone loves Robin Williams. He's he's got just the charisma to pull it off. This one, it's just like God. This, why won't this guy shut up? Um, also. You know, Len Maxwell doesn't just do the voice of Time for Timer. He does the voice of every single character inside Uncle Carl. Oh, okay. Well, I mean... So he more... has more of a range than you might realize. I mean, yeah, he was definitely... He's definitely good, because I didn't realize they're all the same voice. Um, it's not his fault that Timer is obnoxious. I'm, I'm sure he was playing the character as he was uh, as he was instructed to do it. It's just that Timer's a bad character who's just... Ugh. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the whole time you're just like, all right, I, uh, I guess these are impressions of celebrities from like 30s vaudeville. You know, most of them are kind of yeah. 
Uh, the only one I recognized double C W C Fields at one point, yes. and I think the rest were just went over my head. He definitely does mammy at one point. <laughs> oh boy. Well, you know, very topical references in nineteen seventy-three. <laughs> Timer is canceled. Um so yeah, they're they're in the they're in Uncle Carl's mouth and um I also, guess the kids are animated now. They weren't before. Oh that's right. Everything's animated. It's it's like again like the Phantom Tollbooth. They switch from live action to animation. And it is interesting that the kids acknowledge this because when they first see Timer, they say, You're a cartoon. And Timer says, I could be on Saturday morning TV, but I'm not. Like, oh, maybe that's why they didn't show this anymore, because now he was on Saturday morning TV and it would be incorrect. Yeah, they didn't want to make Timer into a liar. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so so Timer makes them small and they're all inside Uncle Carl and uh, they they are fighting decay germs in his mouth. That's what they call cavities. Yeah. Uh, which I assume is probably to kind of keep it cohesive when later on they're talking about actual germs. Even yeah, though a lot of because as I understand, it's not that germs attack your teeth; it's acid. Mm, yes, that's right. It's the waste products of germs, isn't it? Yes, or whatever it is. Yes, I don't know. I'm so I mean that this way you have this little animated germ swinging away with his hammer, singing this chip 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 song. So that way you don't have to have a ham a a germ, you know, wiping his butt on Uncle Carl's teeth and going poop 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 poop. <laughs> They use some artistic license. Yes. Yes, this, um, is, this is one of those things where they have to talk about the digestion of food, but never actually discuss where it goes. No, they're a little, it's it's a little... Um, uh, coy. Uh, yes, they're a little coy about stuff. Uh, I did, I was amused at the, because last week we were discussing the idea of, you know, those, those Christian uh, isekai movies yeah. and like applying them to things that are not, usually just Christian allegories and we talked about dental hygiene and then they, Oh, it was like, that's what they did. They pretty much did it here. <laughs> well, that's why I suggested this one. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, they don't just do dental hygiene. They do a lot. They, they we, we learn about all the ways that uh, the body can be abused in this, um, uh, in this special. Yes. Um, you know, if, you know, eating, eating badly, smoking, not doing drugs. Drugs never comes up in this unless you no. count. Uh, yeah. Drinking doesn't come up either. So it's basically, well, basically about eat the right foods. Don't smoke and treat your cuts. Yes. Well, it is 1973. So I guess drugs weren't a big issue yet. They, yeah. They was, it, uh, was there a war on drugs yet? Uh, let's see. This is, this is, well, this is pre Reagan. So. I mean, it's I think they but it's not pre Nixon, is it? That's true. No, I think uh, drug drugs were bad, but maybe they hadn't uh, decided to start. You know, they they hadn't really that 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 uh, the the Reagan push hadn't started. Yeah. So maybe Nixon hadn't figured out the power of television. That's right. That's he never figured out the power of television. That's why he lost against Kennedy. That's right, because he, you know, he came on dressed in rags and was scratching himself with a bone the whole time. Yeah. And he found out that they could see him. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Everyone's like, well, who do you want to, who do you want to vote for? Smiling Jack or this railway hobo? And America was <laughs> like, Smiling Jack. Um, but yeah, so um, we learn about, but so we do learn. Yeah, I was interested that there is an anti-smoking bit in this because, um, you know, it's one of those things where, 
Uh, I don't know much about the history of tobacco in this country, but it's interesting that like it seems like it was pretty uncontroversial in 1973 to just say like smoking is bad for you. It makes your lungs not work. And, you know, um, which is yeah, interesting. I wonder if this is why if things like this started getting a toehold and the tobacco industry started fighting back. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, because it's like I know that for years they were they were muddying the waters, you know, just like uh, just like, you know, anti-climate change uh, people are doing now. More study is needed. Yeah, exactly. Like that was the tobacco industry line for like years and years and years into the, I think it wasn't even to, even into the nineties, uh, to be honest. Um, I don't know why I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know anything, but, uh, it's just interesting in this, in this, uh, early seventies special, just saying like, oh yeah, yeah, it, that's a thing. It's bad. Um, also, well, there, like, there's a little bit of a comics connection. Cause you know about, uh, how, how much, uh, of the, uh, of the leak that pr- that proved that uh, when they swore cigarettes were not harmful, they knew how harmful cigarettes were. It came in a package signed Mr. Butts. Really? Yeah, this is true. Wow. <laughs> oh, just like, uh, just like, uh, we, always, we saw his commercials even. Yep. Oh, uh, man. Uh, so yeah, there is a connection there. Um, but... We uh so oh there's all this so there's a lot going on here. Also, I feel like Timer is like they when they go to the lungs, where they meet Sad Sack. Yes, the sad um, air sack. I guess yes, the the lungs is this a large open space, obviously, where you have all these friendly, smiling balloon-like creatures who are air sacks. And then you have this one, you know, deflated, lumpy one sitting sadly by himself called Sad Sack, who has been damaged by tobacco use. Yeah. And you can tell tobacco is really harmful because it injured one out of the millions of air sacs in Uncle Carl's lungs. Yeah. You know, one at a time. Is that how it works? <laughs> Apparently. Well, also, then they say that, like, and they have a song and um, they they say that... Uh, the, the sad sack mentions that uncle Carl started smoking when he was like 15. Yeah. And so I just feel like, you know what, Tyler, you, you really waited a little too long to uh, try and warn about the dangers of smoking. Cause like 40 odd years, I think the damage is done. Yeah. Tyler, why didn't you do this with uncle Carl's mother? Yeah. Frankly, I mean, a timer's a little late on everything in this. Because it's like, oh, yeah, his diet is really bad. He's like, you realize that's not... Okay, by the time you're in your 50s, I mean, you know, you've been eating for your whole life. I mean, you probably wanted to set these good habits a little earlier, yeah. you know? I mean, it's never too late to change, but it's just, you know... Yeah, it's it's better it's, if you've got an animated circadian rhythm who knows these things, you know, you sh- he should be a little more proactive, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. The tobacco industry would like to uh, debate the, the previous statement. It is, in fact, too late to change. Keep smoking. <laughs> well, you know, no, no, no. Now just vape. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that, that's totally fine. Yeah, there's you know, there's that's a case where more study really is needed for real this time. That's right. Wink, wink. Oh, but don't forget that when they meet Sad Sack, there is a brief moment of some sort of hideous miasma covered in eyes floating by. And uh, 
timer takes off his hat and hides sad sack underneath it until it passes. And this is our first glimpse at it, which is a kind of unnamed threat that they never quite to explain until the very end. Yeah. I just thought it was, you know, uh, Carl smoking, but, um, <laughs> but no, we no, keep it's... seeing it. Yeah. It, it comes up again. Um, we do see Carl smoking and some smoke in the lungs, but that's, um, but, but it is a different thing, uh, though related. Um, so where do they go from the lungs? I, I, I think they just don't think it was, they I go to the heart. From there, they go to the heart. Yeah, I think they do. This is, let me, let me scoot a little forward and see, oh, they ride down, they ride down the bloodstream and this is where, yeah, on this uh, riverboat with a uh, Southern Colonel at the, at the helm. And this is where we get to the moment that uh, just grabbed me for this, where he's looking through his telescope and he goes, "Uh Oh, fatty gorillas. Yeah. <laughs> um, they didn't really look like gorillas to me. No, I'm guessing he meant G W E R I L L A S. They didn't really much look like that either, to be honest. <laughs> um, now what just... they are is fatty deposits that make the, uh, ro the, uh, bloodstream narrower but they do manage to get through yes um they are like it's basically this big like kind of clump of thing like a big pile of things that kind of look like i mean they've got eyes they kind of look like manatees or tardigrades crossed um, yeah they look a little bit like the lethargians all piled up yes yeah um we don't get a really good look at them because they just kind of they don't do much other than block the way. They're trying yeah, they to narrow block the, the way. Street. But as they're blocking the way, it sails by again, cackling. Yes. So, but but they manage to get through, and um, they're on their way to the heart. And uh, the heart is um, this little little guy. He's kind of on a big, um, a big big like pile of uh, of veins that are almost like uh, like bean bags for him. Yeah. He's got a face kind of like Ziggy. Yeah. And the uh, the music of the not music but the the thumping of the heartbeat for some reason the whole thing I was like oh this this whole thing just feels like the like a hippie opium den <laughs> something about that beat going on I was like I think I remember this song from Hair um, but uh, then Timer just is like oh yeah that's the heart and just starts insulting how the heart is too fat I don't think yeah I I guess the heart might get fatty deposits I'm not really sure. Yeah, but I, I don't mean, think the heart itself get becomes fat. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to think that's how it works. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they then there. This heart does have a song though, saying to have a heart. Yeah, he ha yeah he has the the have a heart song, and uh, then we get uh, the and during his have a heart song, Uncle. God, I forgot his name already. Uncle Carl is carrying a TV into the bedroom. Now, kids, TVs didn't used to be light and flat. <laughs> they used to be, you know, 200-pound boxes. So this is a very difficult uh, thing for uh, Uncle Carl to do, especially. And the heart is like, you know, he's bringing, the he's bringing the TV into the bedroom because he says he deserves to relax. What about me? Yeah, and then they're saying if only Carl exercised regularly instead of once in, instead of you know once in a while like this, then you know he would be it wouldn't be such a strain on his heart, um, mm -hmm. you know. And I mean they really show the heart straining in this. It's it's 
this this uh this special really kind of illustrates um the dangers of ill health in a in a pretty graphic way. Yeah. You know, you know at mean, first I was like, do we want to do this one for our Halloween week? But no, no, this is appropriate. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's this if I if I saw this when I was a kid, I would probably be pretty scared. Um <laughs> uh, you know, I, I probably would be scared off of smoking. Um, there's, yeah, there's nothing on the level of the greedy in this. The animation isn't that good, but no, no, not no, nothing that nothing that would lead me. I I would watch this film and have like you know d- develop a bad fetish from it. I would just watch it and be like, uh, be kind of scared, you know. But it doesn't really rise to the level of of traumatizing me into like getting a new kink. Okay, yeah. From so from the heart, they end up falling somehow falling onto the the spinal cord they end up on the spine and this is when the kids start saying we want you to take us home yeah they're sick of this shit (laughs) yeah they are yeah they are really tired and it's not even halfway over so i feel like i kind of got confused as to what the uh what the point of all of this was yeah because then uh well timer just keeps saying oh yeah i'll totally take you home we gotta go through the liver first oh no we gotta go through you know kidneys he just takes them all over the place you know um but uh he's ostensibly taking them towards home towards out i guess um but you know it's like oh how are they gonna get out what orifice are they gonna leave are they gonna exit (laughs) through that's the question um but um yeah, they, no, no way, Uncle Carl. I'm guessing it's an enlarged facial pore. Um, now, is it a spinal cord where they meet uh, these two characters? Uh, the, yeah, one of them is like a, a neuron, and the other one, I have no idea. She's like, I, I mean, she's kind of shaped like a brain or an ear. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Her, I just, yeah, her name is Gloria, and Gloria. she's got this very kind of husky rita hayworth type voice yeah um, and then then the other guy's what like otto von neuron or something yeah and... he's this kind of you know kaiser-esque uh, world war one german guy in super tall boots that go all the way up to his crotch and he and uh he and timer look very similar except that yes. he's got the pickle hauber on yeah that was kind of just i was trying to figure out it was like i i feel like whatever it was uh you know otto von neuron isn't really much of a pun at all it's just like oh you just put a german name on neuron you know but it's like okay len maxwell what or accents can you do oh yeah German? yeah okay like if like if it was me like first of all don't make him make him like full-on hitler and be like i'm just coming back from the neuronberg trial <laughs> oh ouch <laughs> oh no actually hitler was dead by then who went to the neuronberg trials I don't know, Goering, probably? Goering. I don't know, a bunch of them. (laughs) A bunch of the other ones, who knows? Um, uh, But anyway, yeah, there's really no reason for for there to have, like, a, yeah, like like you said, this weird Prussian soldier guy, other than, uh, I guess, he could do a German accent. And he's, he is a lot like uh, Timer. He even sings some of Timer's songs. Yeah. And Gloria doesn't do anything. She just, yeah, she just shows up and kisses him and makes him blush. She's, yeah, she's kind of the Uncle Carl equivalent of Birdo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see it. Um, 
But like I think they pretty much what do they they tell what what is the problem? I thought that we were gonna get something where it's like oh, Uncle Carl needs to stretch it more because his his spine is all crooked or something. But I don't think they really go into that. They basically generally say they don't have. This an is issue what with the, the spinal spine. cord does. Yeah, they don't really talk about any actual problems of the spinal cord. They're just there. Yeah, I mean I guess it's like look we gotta tra- we gotta travel on the spinal cord to get to. Uh, from the, wait, where they were on the heart and they're going to go next to the stomach. And I guess you hit the spinal cord on the way, I suppose. No, I, I guess so. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm no anatomist, but, um, <laughs> that, that's the way it be. Um, but yeah, they're just, they just tell us what the spinal cord does. It, it moves information from your brain to the rest of your body. So good to know. I mean, I guess they had to, they wanted to give you some anatomical information that uh, wasn't shaking your finger at you. Yeah, yeah. So, so where, so as they used to say on uh, AFN uh, PSAs when I was a kid, uh, your spine, where in good health. <laughs> so, uh, so, but now we're getting to uh, Timer's real, you know, what you know Timer from, which is dietary advice. They go to the stomach which is represented as like this overstuffed bagpipe. Yes. And yeah. And then, then we meet the guy who's in charge of the stomach. This is my favorite character. He is so weird. What is going on with this guy? It's Hermie the hippie. Yeah. He's like this kind of spider looking thing. Yeah. He looks like a spider version of cookie monster. And he talks with a hippie voice. Yeah. Or like a, more like a beatnik voice. Yeah, man. That's and, right, and, and he doesn't like having jobs, but Timer got him this job as, like, basically being in charge of the stomach, I guess. Wow, do you think he's, like, gut flora? I mean, I... He's, like, a, a, a helpful bacterium? Wow. Well, what else... I mean, what would you be if you are in the stomach? Like, digestive acid? Or yeah, I don't know what, maybe. you know? Yeah, he, um, he seems to be in charge of keeping the acid flowing. He's uh, running around like an over, like an over, over busy uh, superintendent trying to keep everyone's hot water on. Yeah, so he's running around like twisting a lot of valves and uh, stuff things, and and uh, being upset because Uncle Carl is eating too much. Like, yeah. And to be fair, Uncle Carl does have well, he has a very varied diet, but it's all a variation of bad things. Yes. Um, but then the kids are there. Oh, I, I think we forgot to mention Joe got lost somehow. But yeah, that's no, he hasn't gotten lost yet. Oh, he hasn't. I thought that he had gotten lost and this is what they found him again. Or maybe... No, no. We haven't... Oh, okay. No, Joe, Joe is still with them at the time. Okay. And so. then we have, then we get yet another song and we get to see Uncle Carl sitting at the table with like 20 bowls piled around him eating. And I'm just struck by how much he looks like Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> well, you know, in 1973, uh, all 50-year-old guys look the same. <laughs> you know, what if he's not 50? What if this is what 40-year-olds looked like at the time? I mean, I wouldn't put it past him, honestly. People, he, look, he, look, he's he's got a terrible diet. He's a heavy smoker. He's clearly, he, he, you know, that, that stuff ages you faster. So yeah, he could very well be, you know, in his 40s at this point. Yeah, um, I mean, I... It took it only took four years of Trump to put white on my face. Yeah. So. Oh man, I I I just feel am I, are we being too mean to Hal Smith? I mean... <laughs> no, I mean he he's 
He played a drunk all his life. He's used to looking haggard. It's what he, what they hired him for. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's, you know, he's a definitely, he's a, he's got a look, you know, um, and I guess you could say the look is if a guy, if if you were like, look, we got to cast a guy in a in a hell short. His name's Uncle Carl, and he's been smoking since he's fifteen, and every meal involves like what, like eighty courses. Like yeah. th- this is the guy, you know, and, and you hire this guy. It's like, well, it's it's what you'd expect, you know. Um, and actually, I just looked him up. The uh, actor Hal Smith was actually fifty-seven when this was. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so he yeah, actually does look. Yeah, maybe he's a great. He's their great uncle or something. Yeah. So I guess for his age, he doesn't look terrible. You know? Actually, no, you're right. At fifty, you know, for fifty, that would be pretty bad. For fifty-seven, he's looking pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, also he's got additional problems cause he's got a really bad temper too. We'd learn later. Yes. Uh, but anyway, so this hippie spider Herbie is all upset because, uh, they have a little song about all the stuff that Uncle Carl eats. And this one's kind of a bop, honestly. Yeah. I kind of like the song. It's, um, it's got that kind of like. Like the chicken rail, you know, the yeah. cartoon eating music. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's, it's very catchy. It's also interesting when they look inside, they have a porthole so they can look inside on the cross stomach, like one of those cows. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like all just like a bunch of, I actually expected the whole thing to be like, oh, like, you know, whole tin cans and apple cores <laughs> and stuff. But it is like goo. It's like a lot of different colored goo. Uh, though later on in the show, in the song, they do have the standard, you know, um, whole foods that have clearly not been chewed. Um, and a lot of it is on fire, too. Yes. Which I, I guess makes sense. You know, acid? If the stomach has any kind of factory role in the body, it's kind of like a, uh, a like an incinerator. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they they uh, they have this song, and we get to see Uncle Carl, like live action Uncle Carl, uh, eating like you know corn on the cob, doing doing the typewriter thing. Um, yeah, eating corn on the cob and a chicken fried steak and uh, more corn with green beans. So he has mm-hmm. a very corn heavy diet, but like like any American. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, no, making me hungry just thinking about it. All that corn. <laughs> corn. I could go for some corn, but uh, is it grass? It's a grass. That's yes, <laughs> it's it's a grass. So that's that's why it's good for you. That's why grass is good for you. That this has been a, a health tip from North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what is he? So I guess I can't. Remember, I just watched this literally like half an hour ago. And I've already forgotten what happened in this part. Do they? Uh, just leave, there's like some sort of explosion, and they all get separated. Oh, that's right. I think because Uncle Carl burps. Yeah, Uncle Carl burps and it sh- and it sends everyone flying. And now we have a song from the little girl. And this is not a song about Uncle Carl. We're worried about you. We want. We wish you'd take care of yourself. No, it's about I want to go home. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they've even at this point in the in the um, the special. I don't think the kids even really grokked that this is all about Uncle Carl's like failing health. Yeah, they're they're just well, I mean, they're it's very accurate look at how children are exclusively concerned with their own comfort at all times. I mean, <laughs> and yeah, how true, they have true. to be, you know, the TV has to be nearby or else they're going to start complaining. 
I mean, she literally says she misses her TV in this song, doesn't she? Yeah, she misses her dog and her TV and her cat and her parakeet. Like, yeah. This girl is like six. Who gave her a parakeet? It is funny because at one point, Timer is all like, you kids really love Uncle Carl. And it's like, yeah, you really got that impression? <laughs> you think? <laughs> I mean, I I mean, they, I, I guess they seem to, you know... But uh, I mean, I'm, I, no, I, we love Uncle Carl. He, uh, he, he, his, his second wife drives us everywhere. <laughs> oh, Mildred. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, um, so they get separated, and um, oh yeah, there's this weird thing about how they, they, they have, they're hiding from the brain this whole time. Yeah, the brain is like, you know, for some reason the, uh, you know. Oh, uh, Timer is concerned because if the brain detects that foreign bodies like these two children's bodies are in Uncle Carl, he'll send uh, he'll send, I guess, white blood cells to take care of them. But uh, as it turns out, the white blood cells are all busy fighting a war in Uncle Carl's hand. Yeah, um, I actually thought it was weird because I, I missed the thing about the blood cells. And I just thought that that meant that if, that if the brain finds out Uncle Carl is going to have like a panic attack. Because he'll be like, oh shit, there are children inside my body. <laughs> like, you know. And his wife um, is like, now you know how I felt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, uh, yeah, so there's a war going on in Uncle Carl's hand, left hand, which is where Joe is, apparently. So Yeah, I don't know how Joe got, he got burped into the hand. Ugh. Um, I mean, I've, had, yeah. I've burped and it went up my nose, but have you ever burped and it goes up your arm? Ugh. I, <laughs> I uh, I have to say that the um, the way that they they explain the body because I've seen a lot of these cartoons where they do the oh you go inside the body right mm -hmm. um, every I think every cartoon does that amazing journey or incredible journey parody at some point yeah the uh, now the incredible journey is when you have like three animals make their way home and, oh no mm -hmm. this is like oh fantastic voyage that was oh fantastic voyage that's the one I'm thinking yes yeah. Because um, you know, I know the Rugrats did it. I know the Muppet Babies did it. Um, I, they did it I, on Transformers. Come on. Oh, there you go. I feel like usually you go to the parts of the body that are like organs. You know, you're usually yeah. inside. You're usually inside them. Usually you don't. Uh, you don't um, go to meet uh, them as characters. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You don't go to the hand. It's like the hand doesn't really have a cavity in it that you can walk <laughs> inside. I think even kids are like, I don't know about that. We're you know? going to the hand. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, this is very sus, as the kids would say. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they uh, they go to the hand where Uncle Carl, he has a, um, a cut that he did not, I guess, well, I don't know. They show him bandaging it, but they imply, I guess, that he must have not taken care yeah, of it. He cut, didn't use probably. antiseptic or something, and it's a very ragged-looking bandage, and... Yeah, it looks kind of green and dirty. So I can definitely see this as being like, you know, that he's, you know, he did the bare minimum and his hand is getting worse. Yeah. I mean, having been in that situation, like, you know, yeah, I, I, I get it. You know, I once got like a, a cut on my leg from coral and I was like, yeah. yeah, it's fine. Just pour some water on it. It'll be totally fine. You know, and, um, you know, like, and like a few days, four days later, I'm like, yeah, so my entire leg is like uh, all swollen up, and it's like leaking like white stuff. Is 
but I'm sure oh. it'll be fine. You know, I'm sure it's going to be fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had to be on like antibiotics for like a month after that. Two rounds, actually, because the first one didn't kill whatever it was. Um, it was extremely like nasty. Don't get don't don't cut yourself on coral is my uh, my um, recommendation. It's bad. Um, I, I'm uh, assuming you're swimming. <laughs> I was. Yes, I was in the water. At the time. You know, you weren't just you, know, you weren't just playing in the dried coral at the Monterey Bay Aquarium's gift shop. No, no, I was uh, I was uh, <laughs> snorkeling at the time. And, ah. um, you know, and, and you know, and co coral is full of all sorts of weird bacteria. And then you cut it and you're in the ocean, which is all full of all sorts of fish poop. So, you yes. know. Do not forget that we have a bloodstream because it replaced the ocean going through us. Yes. Um, so it uh, it was not a good scene. It was like I just was like I'll just pour some of this water on. I'm sure it'll be fine. Because you know, you know, it was like what, what's what's the worst that can happen? It's a cut. Yeah. Um, turns out, yeah, it's actually, yeah, don't get cuts. They're they're not like uh, like Uncle Carl did. He got a cut and he almost died. He almost died from his cut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, also keep in mind that I think normally, I mean, I think a normal cut, generally that's not going to happen so much, you know, like, um, this, this was, I think an unusual situation where, with, uh, with a coral, uh, uh, bacteria infusion, but anyway, back to uncle <laughs> Carl, there's an army of germs and an army of blood, white blood cells, and they're going to fight. Yeah, they don't say that they're white blood cells. They just look like fat yellow guys, but that's yes. obviously what they are. Yeah, and their leader is like, what's his name, General Antigen, I don't know. I guess? The, yeah, General Antigen. Yeah, we saw him earlier in the teeth. He was the one, yeah. uh, he had a uh, sidekick that was helping him fight off uh, mouth germs. But, yeah. uh, you know, he seems to be, you know, more important to the story than Timer is because the kids actually risk their lives to save general antigen's life yeah well i mean he's a lot less annoying than Tyler. <laughs> yeah yes <he> uh he at least his theme is he's kind of like uh uh i don't know what you would call this sort of guy kind of like a cavalry type soldier like very yeah, kind of a Custer. robert e lee character robert yeah he's got a big bushy mustache you know um and uh so yeah the kids risk their life to save him <clears throat> and uh defeat the evil uh germs uh, that were like covering everything in, in green goo. Yes, and while this is happening, it or the it has been hovering over them, cackling louder and louder. And this is where they ask, "Well, what is the it?" And he says, "Well, it's got a lot of names, but you might know it best as the Last Hurrah, or the Grim Reaper, or Death." <laughs> it's like pretty fucking uh, metal. Yeah. <laughs> and... I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> That is a cool representation of death, a, a cackling miasma of eyeballs. I mean, it is. It's just, it's it's pretty intense for like, uh, you know, a, a children's cartoon um, about with, you know, uh, with a with a dancing lemon. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, like I said, I don't know. I, I would have been able to handle this if I was when I was a kid. I would have been too scared. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely, well, you know what I mean? I guess you want kids to really take this seriously, you know, you want them to understand health is no laughing matter, even if timers and... doing vaudeville impressions. Now, unfortunately, your niece and nephew aren't going to be able to go into your body and fight off your germs for you. Yeah, you got to do it yourself, I guess. 
I mean, you got to do it as a big person fighting your own germs, not like yes. tiny into your own body. Um, but uh, around this, is this the time now? I think like the heart's having trouble now because Uncle Carl gets really mad. Yeah, Uncle Carl gets really mad and his heart starts beating faster and he starts smoking, so which is ab about to finish off Sad Sack and all of the other air sacks say goodbye to him. And Yeah, but then luckily the plumbing leak puts out the cigarettes, so everything is saved. Yeah. <laughs> what a great coincidence. Yeah. Oh man, like it's Uncle Carl is really just like he's he's trying to do this job and he's just like really Oh, he's he's just he's, his stress level is through the roof. Especially yeah, Uncle Carol, Uncle Carol is very very uh, kind of oh crap, what's his name? All in the family. Yeah, Archie Bunker. Yes, he's very Archie Bunkerish. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he's he's a very he's a very specific kind of seven, possibly like pre seventies dude. Yeah, you know what he is? He's a lodge guy. You can yes. definitely see him yes. like sitting around with a fez on. He looks like he's like George Licker. He's... Yes, hundred percent. That's it. Lodge guy, George, like George Licker. No, yeah, no he, he got is it. an older conservative guy that you would love if you knew him. But there's so much shit wrong with him. Yes, that's the best way to put it. Um, and he's like mad. He's mad at his useless wife Mildred for bringing him the wrong bucket. You know, <laughs> um, and and it's just this guy can't win. Um, it's also funny because at this during this like time we're saying like ah Uncle Carl should be calm like me so <laughs> as he's freaking out <laughs> yeah it's like okay sorry not all of us not all of us are as dead as you timer fuck off um, but uh, I mean what are they just like it's one thing they're like okay kids you have to go tell Uncle Carl to like eat better and not smoke okay also tell him to never be mad. Yeah, that's a little harder. I mean, tell him not to have accidents and cut himself. Yeah, it's like, okay. Um, I feel like there's like a whole bunch of different health messages being crammed into this. That yeah. like, maybe we should have just stuck with one, you know? Um, so what, but, you're saying that this should have been like a like a series or a mini series? Perhaps a series of uh, short PSAs. Yeah. If only someone had thought to do that with Timer. <laughs> Um, but, uh, then they finally, I believe, uh, after this, they meet the brain, don't they? Yes. They finally meet the brain and it looks like the surprise is going to be that timer is himself the brain, but then it turns out they're separate characters anyway. Yeah. The brain is kind of interesting because they're kind of like in this, I guess this, like, uh, this, this, uh, this, this almost like cathedral of brain matter. Yeah. And... It's like a necropolis of brain. Yeah, and you like um, the voice of the brain. You hear it, and it's kind of like these. Uh, you almost see like uh, like electrical sparks when yeah. it happens, which makes I think sense. The brain does work on electrical impulses to some extent. Yeah. I mean, it's actually kind of a neat representation. I kind of like this, to be honest. Yeah, um, I, I mean, if there's one thing to recommend this, it's the visuals. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of lot to watch, lot to see in this. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff. And, and the I think, brain has this very calm, gentle voice. And he even reprimands a timer when timer makes a terrible joke. Yeah. He's like, timer, you should be ashamed of yourself. He, yeah. Timer's joke is, uh, we, as you know, I should know, I come from a, from a whole family of long livers. Really? Yeah. My uncle had a liver this long. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
It's a pretty bad joke. Timer has uh, you Worthy know of me. Timer is uh, not timer. So the brain's voice sounds a lot like um, the voice of God in the uh, Hermy and Wormy uh, cartoons. Mm. Um, probably the voice of God in any Christian cartoon, to be honest. Which kind yeah. of makes sense. I mean, the brain is kind of like a godlike figure in the body. You know. Yeah, it wasn't until about two thousand that we started, you know, ever representing God as a black guy. Oh, was there ever a was there ever a black god? Bruce Almighty. Oh, that's true. That's true. I uh, I forgot about that. Um, and a couple of years later, there was that Muppet Christmas movie where Whoopi Goldberg played God. I didn't realize that there was a Muppet Christmas movie with God in it. <laughs> yes, it's called it's called It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas Movie. And what it is, is it's Kermit doing the uh, It's a Wonderful Life thing where he sees a world where he's never been born. Oh, I bet it sucks. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I mean, the world uh, without Kermit, not the movie. Sorry. <laughs> well, for one thing, the world without Kermit has uh, an incredibly muscular uh, beaker who's working the door at a funky club and Bunsen is dancing in one of the cages. OK, actually, maybe not so bad. After all. <laughs> and uh, Fozzie steals his wallet. Oh, geez. All right. I feel like I need to watch this movie. It's a, it's an interesting movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think at this point, this is where they, they reveal to the kids that everything in this journey was actually planned. They, yes. They, they wanted, they were, it wasn't an accident that uncle Carl swallowed them. They wanted to, you know, give the kids this information because they knew that uncle Carl would listen to them, which I don't think proves to be the case. No, they, 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 in fact, they say like, tell, tell everyone what you saw in here. Although adults don't listen. And it's like, well, okay. You should have done this to an adult. Yeah. I feel like Mildred go inside her husband's body. Yeah. Or possibly timer. Why don't you just talk to uncle Carl himself? I mean, yeah. Carl, come with me inside your own body. Whoa. Meta. Yeah. I mean, you know, feel like timer, you know, I feel like timer could do it. But um, anyway, so so they basically say this is the part where I guess they're like, yo, they, they've, they, it's weird because they they've had the thing with death hovering over, but they're kind of coy about this. They just kind of say like, oh, show everyone how much life could be worth living. You know, it's like, all right. Yeah. And not, not as a and they don't specifically say because you don't want death to come too soon. Yeah. Yeah. But so, I guess yeah, they, they, they talk, yeah. they talk their way around poop and then they talk their way around death, even though they were, you know, frank enough to even say the word at yeah. a time when, you know, TV never, never used to say die when I was a kid. I mean, yeah. it was always, yeah. uh, we could be destroyed. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, like, oh or, no, someone could, could someone, be finished. <laughs> so, someone could shoot my plane and then, uh, but luckily I would parachute to safety right before the plane, uh, uh, crashes. Make sure to put that in. Um, yeah, whenever they referred to death on Muppet Babies, it was just somebody doing the finger across the neck gesture. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, I didn't realize that was because they weren't allowed to talk about death. <laughs> huh, interesting. Um, but anyway, so they the kids emerge from Uncle Carl. I can't remember. How do they get out? Yeah, they, they, do, just... they, they just kind of magically appear outside of him after oh, a big okay. musical number that uh, features the entire cast of the country of uncle Carl. And then we have a, a uh, reprise of the little girls. I want to go home song with, uh, with 
uh, Timer's uh, Welcome to the Country of Uncle Carl song as they walk through, you know, acres and acres of blood vessels and things that look like they came from Fantastic Planet, which Hal Smith was also in. And, oh, uh, man. and finally they walk out of, I oh, they walk out of his mouth. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. Why not? As Timer waves a tearful goodbye to them. It was like, you know, re really? You knew each other for like 30 minutes. Yeah, and you spent the whole time complaining that like, you know, you, this crazy guy wouldn't let you go home. <laughs> well, I but. mean, it's got to it's got to be lonely being a circadian clock. I mean, nobody listens to you. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's true. Um, but now we should be in bed, but we're doing this. <laughs> I will never sleep. I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they, uh, they're out and they basically, they wake up Uncle Carl and, uh, they're all, they, they're all like, oh, Carl, oh, Carl, we were what inside you. <laughs> we went inside your body and he's just mowing down pretzels. He's like, oh, really? Did you have a good time? Mm. Yeah. I kind of love that. <laughs> yeah. And as they're like doing that, he literally picks up a piece of cake and just starts shoveling in his mouth. <laughs> and like, that's how it ends. Um, I mean, I guess it's realistic, but like, I'm like, geez, okay. I think he takes a slug of whiskey too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess they want to like, they wanted to emphasize, like, look, you, you know, um, it's it's not an instantaneous transformation, but I mean, come on, it's for kids. You think they would give yeah. a little more of a, you know, a, a little more hopeful ending than like Uncle Carl. Though I do think him going, oh, you have fun, as he's just like shoveling pretzels in. It is extremely funny. I, <laughs> I mean, pretzels aren't are hardly the worst thing you can eat. I mean, sure, they're all carbs, but they're fat free. Yeah, I was going to say, like, pretzels are pretty, like, innocuous, because whenever they tell you, whenever you're doing any diet, and they're all, like, uh, healthy snacks, they always mention pretzels, you know? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I suppose they're as, as healthy as you can really get if you're doing a carb, you know? Well, this yeah. is a pretty... This is pretty low res. Maybe he's like, you know, shoveling them into a big thing of cheese dip first. I can't. Oh, tell. maybe. Well, I feel like that's the thing is like if you're going to like, uh, you know, if you're going to snack, uh, yeah, pretzels are a good way to go because otherwise or nuts, I guess, because like, yeah. no. Or like when they always tell you, like, oh, try like, uh, you know, like baby carrots. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that shit. Fuck off. Nobody's doing that. Ugh. Well, no, you know, what you should you should do what? Well, what you should do is get some juice, like orange juice or apple juice or pomegranate juice or whatever uh -huh. turns you on and right. pour it into a uh, ice cube tray. And then you cover that with aluminum foil and stick popsicle sticks through and freeze it overnight. And then you've got sunshine on a stick. Whoa, I, that's a, I'm going to write this down. <laughs> <laughs> I would go for that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some wagon wheels, too. Um <laughs> So, Ethan, you saw this when you were a kid. How did you feel? So, how is it revisiting uh, the magical, fantastical joy voyage? <laughs> the incredible, indelible, fantastical... Damn, I said it wrong. <laughs> the incredible, <laughs> indelible, magical, physical mystery trip. No, I didn't see this as a kid. I only knew Timer from the shorts, just like you. Oh, okay. I thought, for some reason, I thought you saw this when you were, uh, you were actually younger. So this is no, the first I time... saw this when I was young. I did see this when I was younger, like three or four months younger. So... Oh, <laughs> so never mind. Um, <laughs> how does it compare to the timer shorts? I guess 
Well, I like his later voice better. I mean, yeah, L- yeah L- Len Maxwell isn't, you know, he's not terrible, but I don't, I don't really like him in the role of timer. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, not his fault, but uh, I think they really, they, the character was just uh, not as likable. Uh, no, no. Um, I don't know how much we can really be said to like timer in his other iterations, but <laughs> he at least doesn't have time to do all these like awful like songs and skits like he did. Yeah. Apparently, but. Len Maxwell was the original voice for Punchy from Hawaiian Punch. Oh, wow. Um, I, he, I guess he was busy. Yeah, yeah. Well, good for him. Uh, you got to make a living. Um, I have that, one question. Is mm-hmm. Uncle Carl ra- ra- raising these kids? Um, it's kind of unclear, isn't it? Yeah, are they just visiting him? Or is it... Uh, or is Uncle Carl their caretaker and it's really in their best interest to keep him healthy? And I mean, if he is, did mm-hmm. did their parents not have a timer of their own who could have take who could have helped their kids save their lives? Oh shit. <laughs> and what about these kids? Do they have their own timer? Can can Uncle Carl's timer come hang out with their timers? Every everyone's got their own timer, I guess. <laughs> It's, it's a, little, a puzzling world. It's a little timer in all of us. <laughs> he's he's very small, yes. Yeah, just just wait till I guess if if need be, like he'll he'll um he'll come out and take some random children and put them in you. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to kidnap children! Just have your your circadian clock do it for you. Yeah, exactly. They'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> now that's uh, a super villain. <laughs> We're giving people ideas. <laughs> all the, uh, all so we got a lot of listeners out there who are like, I really want to kidnap children, but I just can't think how to do it. And then yeah, listen to the turns cool. out, it turns out timer is Q. 